are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. On this week's episode, we look at our intent versus our reality with the big, big social media. Um, So I know there's lots of intents, and there's definitely a reality with social media, and I think a lot of believers struggle with it. Um, or they could potentially think they don't struggle with it when maybe they do. So we're going to look at uh, some of our intent and reality with it and then talk about whether we should or shouldn't even indulge ourselves with it Um, because we know social media is one of the biggest things out there. We could say just about everybody's involved with all ages. Sometimes we think it's just kind of a younger generation type deal, but I know people in their 80s and and 90s that are on social media. Um, So it's from every age group, every gender. It doesn't doesn't really discriminate between anybody. Everybody's involved with it. So, So Ben, why don't you tell us the original or or believer's intent for social media? Yeah, well, to start, just wanted to say that we both use social media. I am on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Uh, I think Phil's on Facebook. I don't mm. think he's on Twitter because nope. he's not cool. <laughs> no. Uh, so there are two intents here that we're gonna look at. The first one would be uh, our intent. Nah, no, let's flip it up. I, uh, we're gonna make the first one the original tent intent <laughs> of the social media source because that'll be fun to see if Phil can get it right. I'm gonna make him guess. And the second one would be our intent. So the first intent, the original intent. So Phil, I have uh, four social media sites, Facebook, MySpace, Twitter, and Tumblr. And basically what you're going to try to do is guess what the original purpose or maybe who the original audience of the social media websites uh, were. So the first one is Facebook. Phil, what was the original intent of Facebook? Um, I would say to stay in touch. That's close. So uh, Mark Zuckerberg originally designed the site to uh, be a way for college students specifically to connect with one another. And actually... So I was right. No. Yeah. You weren't right. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was designed exclusively for college students. And then mm-hmm. once they realized, you know, the money mountain they were sitting on they opened it up to the rest of the world uh second one myspace you remember myspace yeah i do i had a MySpace. who was in your top five or whatever not you because i didn't know who you were (laughs) i don't know well phil what do you think your original purpose of myspace was well it was had something to do with music yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) so uh myspace was uh, originally, it's supposed to be a space for you know music enthusiasts or maybe new artists, uh, and then what that down to our level that looked like us having what music we were listening to on our page. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Twitter. Twitter's our next one. What do you think the original intent of Twitter was? I don't. I would say something maybe to share ideas. Oh, I'll give you a try again. You're not super wrong but you're wrong <laughs> enough i'm not gonna give it to you oh i have no idea other than that okay if i told you that it has to do with the size of of the messages you could post because there's a character limit would that help you at all 
No. Okay. So Twitter was originally designed kind of to be like a giant chat room for you and your friends. Okay. Uh, you know, there was a character limit. So it was really like you follow all your friends. All your friends follow you. To share ideas. Not to share ideas. <laughs> Just to basically talk about what's going on in your day-to-day life. Like, oh, hey, just went to the bathroom. Oh, hey, just got a Starbucks. So they there's this thing called... Uh, I Yeah, I forget. I'm an idiot. It might be live tweeting. And it's basically where you just like tweet every couple seconds mm. like what exactly it is you're doing. And that that's kind of like work. Twitter in its purest form. It's just basically so, hey, if you you could jump onto my Twitter page and see exactly what I'm doing in that moment. Uh, yeah. Okay, the last one, which is a little bit of a weird site, Tumblr. What do you think the original purpose of Tumblr was? The only thing that I even know off of Tumblr is like memes <laughs> or <Yeah>. like <laughs> funny pictures or something mm-hmm. like that i'm going to assume to share those types of things with one another no yeah. the tum- tumblr is probably and we'll talk about that too it's probably the greatest example of an idea gone awry mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so my understanding of tumblr is that it was supposed to be kind of like a shortcut publishing website for like blogs and stuff no. so if you had an idea that you just wanted to like write a quick couple paragraphs about you could write it out and then put it out for the world to see and give you feedback that sort of thing does that make sense mm-hmm. could be wrong that is my understanding of what my google search yielded <laughs> um but our intent so specifically our intent as christians and you'll say a couple of these but i think our intent is really interconnectedness mm-hmm. we we want a sense of community when we go on these websites, we want to be able to see and hear from our friends and to be able to uh, surround ourselves with uh, our, our Christian friends and maybe have a opportunity to reach others for Christ, potentially. You know, everything should be looked at as the mission field in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So, Phil, can you touch on a little bit more of our intent of social media? So, like you said, you know, we all kind of want to be interconnected. Um, with people we know, and in some cases, people we don't know, celebrities, um, people who who do videos on YouTube. That's big on Facebook now, just the video aspect of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when it wasn't really that at all, yeah. where there was hardly any videos ever on Facebook, and it would be like, if it was a video, it was like a personal video. Mm. Like, you had to go to YouTube if you wanted to to watch videos. But now, you could go to just about any one of those sites to to watch at least a clip of something. Um, but, but like you said, to stay in touch with one another. Stay in touch with believers, stay in tr- touch with family. Sort of what most of those sites were probably had some of their intent to be anyways. But but for the believer specifically, I know there are a lot of believers that like to encourage one another on social media to to encourage their brothers and sisters in Christ. But and then the third point I put is to influence the world with Christ. You see what depending on where they they're coming from, but you see people posting verses, people mm-hmm. posting what God's doing for them, people posting like when they go overseas to different missions, seeing what God's doing. Um, in some of those different countries, you know, you see good stuff 
on social media like those things that people are trying to influence the world with with Christ and and that should be our intended purpose obviously for social media like you said to to get Christ's name out to share the gospel with people that you wouldn't be able to really come in contact with someone we live in Indiana you could share the gospel technically online with somebody who who lived in California or lived all the way in Europe or or lived in China or or all these different places with social media you have the ability to do those things and we'll talk later if that ability or that intent actually is our reality but but like I said those three things are wonderful things mm-hmm. and and some people do those things some people actually use uh, social media in a Christian light as its intent which is to stir one another up onto love and good deeds um, you do see that on on social media now more and more you don't but uh, with other things coming into light and some of those things but um, I've I've personally been encouraged from Facebook, from social media. I've had uh, a person say that I did good job a good job on a message that maybe for some reason they didn't feel like they could say that to me in person because they were embarrassed or or whatever. But they felt like they had the ability to to share that with me uh, online. So there's some of that aspect too. Yeah. Um, but I would also say before before we get too much in into that. I've also had the opposite. So there's this there's this kind of battle, mm-hmm. um, this kind of should we or shouldn't we, and, and we'll talk more about that. Yeah. I think uh, one great thing when it happens is uh, like churches, like church mm-hmm. pages, or maybe not even church pages. Just if, if I got on my uh, Facebook right now and I said, hey, this is happening, I need some prayers. I know that there would be a, a lot of people who would see that, who would like it, who might comment saying that they're praying. Like I know if I go on social media right now, there are going to be a, a lot of people, not just from our church, mm-hmm. from Juliet's church, old Juliet's parents' church up in Goshen. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my friends from college who live in Colorado on the other side of the state. Mm-hmm. Like there are going to be people around the country who are going to see that and stop take a minute and pray for me and that wouldn't be possible without a platform like like facebook mm-hmm. and you know and then and and i i love seeing what god's doing in people's lives when they post about it and i might not know that if they didn't so so there's really good things and, and the prayer is the biggest one i mean you you don't have to be a believer. You, you don't even have to have one believer as a friend on your Facebook, and you would still probably see some sort of prayer chain here or there for someone who's struggling because because that's what we feel we ought to do, which it is what we ought to do, um, is to pray for our brothers and sisters, not in just our local body, um, wherever you serve, but all over the world. And, and through social media, we get that opportunity to to pray for, for people in Africa, to pray for people in China and in in the Middle East and Europe and places that maybe in America we will never get to go because of finances or because we have to work all the time or whatever it is. As a Christian, you have the ability because of social media to personally, as, as personal as you can get from one side of the world to the other to... Uh, 
experience what they're experienced mm-hmm. to worship with them to to pray for them to to get to partake in some of those things so those are so those are some really good things and like i said people do it we see it there are people that that do it every single day but i'm going to jump into the reality here bum, bum, bum. yeah bum, bum, bum. <laughs> the reality of social media the reality of a christian on social media is normally not the intent mm-hmm our intent to, to stay in touch, to encourage, to influence the world with Christ, to share the gospel, a lot of times doesn't happen. The reality that, that I'm going to encourage, but all I see is negativity and some of those things, is very difficult to do. To put yourself in that kind of per- place and perspective, to try to get outside that, to try to encourage when when nobody else is encouraging is fairly difficult mm-hmm. to do um, and we'll talk more about this a little bit later but but I, I have just you know four points here just about the reality and the reality of our attitude on social media is always negative mm-hmm. um, like I said there's exceptions obviously but the reality is that social media is a negative place I see more negativity on social media than I do positivity. Um, I just do. I don't see things that um, are good on social media. I've, I've seen sinful things, things that would be detestable before God. Um, and I've seen Christians themselves doing those things. Um, and it's honestly sad to see. But, but a verse I wrote down for, for this attitude portion is, is Philippians 4.8. And it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. I can tell you I've seen things on social media that aren't noble, that aren't true, that aren't right, that, that aren't pure, that isn't lovely, that isn't admirable, that is definitely not excellent or praiseworthy before God. But many of us think about those things. Think about the things that aren't those. Think about um, how how bad people are. And we just get really negative. Yeah. Um, and we don't really want to engage with the world anymore because we see it. We see the negativity. We, we, we think to ourselves that, that we're not going to be able to help it. That's, that's one viewpoint. Our attitude really begins to change. Social media is very good at that. It's very good at, at warping uh, the way that our attitude uh, should be um, and turning it into something that it shouldn't be. Another one, huge thing, distractions. There are so many distractions on social mm-hmm. media. It's, it's built that way. Yeah, and it is. <laughs> and, and I know... Ben, if you want to talk a little bit about that, you can. Just this idea that that social media is set up in a way to to distract you. Oh yeah, sorry, I didn't mean. No, you meant right yeah. now. <laughs> um, so yes, yeah, so social media is. Uh, I guess we we had a friend from the church who told us about a new uh, documentary out on, on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't speak to it, but I, from what we've been told, it goes really in-depth into the way that uh, social media websites are built and mm-hmm. the algorithms behind them. But the, more or less, this and this is not hidden information. Yeah. Like This is just a base marketing understanding. Facebook is free. Twitter is free. All these websites are free. So how is Mark Zuckerberg one of the richest, most powerful people on the planet? ad revenue yeah 
Facebook is selling you and your profile and your likes and interests to ad companies, just like the television. Yeah. You know, if you go on Nickelodeon, you're going to see a bunch of commercials for Barbie dolls and Nerf guns. On a Sunday afternoon during football, you're going to see a bunch of commercials for trucks and beer. Like, they just take you, they make a little mini profile of who you are, your likes, your interests, and then and they sell uh, your web space to advertising companies. Mm -hmm. That's the way it works. So the more things they have on there, the more funny videos they can make you watch, the more opportunities they have to show you an ad and make a few cents per ad. Mm -hmm. That's the base understanding. Uh, I think that's all the more we need to talk about. Back to Phil. So there's definitely ads. Um, I'd, I've, I've been watching a video that I wouldn't say was a bad video by any means. That would be actually a good video. Um, a kind of a, I don't know what you want to call it, a heartfelt video. You know, something that's supposed to, to motivate you or something like that. Um, and, and the ad with it, though, uh, would be something that I would have no interest in. Or, or something um, that isn't the list of things I read from Philippians 4. Um, and you wonder, you know, why, do they, why does that have to be in that? And that, that's just a worldly thing. They're going, a world, the world is going to push out worldly product. Um, they're going to push out worldly things because we have millions and millions of people hitting like and, and watching those ads all the way through and, and doing those things. But, but then there are things like politics and, and the mm -hmm. news and, and all these things that are geared to, to make us to really choose, choose one side or the other, to, to establish a, like a solid opinion about something. And not that things are bad things, but, but, but all, these, all these social media things are geared towards the world. They're not geared towards towards God in any way um, and I would say in, in most cases they have no interest in it um, at least at least the, the, the big ones that, that we see today that most people get on like Facebook and Twitter and all those things um, and, and you see people getting distracted and losing focus of who Christ is in their life um, who they represent um, because they're so distracted by the world and, and they're, they're, they 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 go about making decisions from a worldly standpoint because that's what all they're taking in is worldly things. Um, and that's why Philippians says, don't do that. Think about these things. Think about the things of God um, because those are the things that keep us where we need to be. But the, the third thing is image. Um, and you see this all the time. Um, people really create almost a new identity online on social media um, we could all probably say that we've met somebody that acts completely different online than they do in person for lots of different reasons but they create a whole new identity and, and a lot of people and we see it more with our generation and with maybe a younger the younger generation um, that let likes and shares and comments and follows and, and all those all those things determine their worth. Isn't there a Brad Paisley song about that? I would have no idea. There, there is. Go look up a Brad Paisley <laughs> song about your alternate personality online. It's a funny song. Um, but we really let it determine how much we're worth. 
I'm more, I'm worth more than this person because I have more likes than them or more comments on this or, or whatever it is. Um, and God doesn't determine our worth based on social media and, mm-hmm. and thank him for that. Um, and our identity is not based on on who we create online. Our identity should, if you're a believer, be based on Christ. Our identity is in Christ. Um, we are... We are with him in his burial and his resurrection and his ascension and, and all a whole list of things. Yeah. Um, this is this is who we are because we're we're made that way through his blood and through the cross, um, and through his resurrection and ascension and his seating at the right hand of God. Um, all those things play into us and determine who we are, and how much we're worth. And and to God we're worth everything. We're we're worth more than any amount of likes or shares that you could possibly get but but we let this determine our image and when we when we know that we're not created in the image of social media but the image of god um and i think that is uh important to understand uh specifically if you use social media and i would say if you're younger because you don't see that so much there's probably some um but many my wife, she she's she's a fourth grade teacher, and probably she tells me the top profession is a YouTuber. All these kids want to be YouTubers, be uh, social media influencers. Influencers, yeah. that's that's a new word. You haven't five six years ago, you yeah. wouldn't have never heard the word influencer. Nope. Um, and and that's just kind of where the world is going with social media. And people want to make it their job, but but that's a scary place to be. It really is. But the last point here, I'm not staying too long on this, but we can just be nasty online. We can just be straight up nasty, and that can mean a lot of different things. But they are true either way. Yeah. Um, we can be nasty in in lots of different ways, and they're all. Not where we need to be, but but more specifically, we can just be straight up mean. Yeah, we can be mean, mean people online because there's we there seems to be no consequence mm-hmm. when we know that there is huge consequences for the way that we the way that we act in person and the way we act uh, on social media. Um, but more specifically, I want to talk about. We can be, we can just straight up attack our own brothers and sisters in Christ on social media, and I would say we see it more and more in the times we are in now. Um, but it's been happening ever since. It's been happening from from day one that because we disagree on one thing, we will say we won't say it in person, but we'll say it on social media that that you're dumb or. Or you're stupid for for thinking this way or thinking that way or or just really cutting our brothers and sisters down in Christ and and that's horrible. Mm. That is absolutely horrible to do when when we're supposed to be stirring one another on to love and good deeds. You can't do that when you're calling people stupid. <laughs> you you can't do that when you're hating one another. No. Um, it is impossible to do. Um, in Colossians 4, 5, and 6 say, Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. On social media, 
there are a lot of conversation not seasoned with salt, um, not full of grace, and people aren't making the most of every opportunity. The intent that we have that we have as believers to uh, be influencers, like like I was telling you about the kids. Um, they want to be these social media influencers. We don't need to be social media influencers. We need to be Christ influencers. And that is hopefully a believer's intent with social media, but it gets so skewed because um, we allow our emotions, like we talked last week about, um, get in the way. Um, and, and, and it just makes it easier for us to explode our emotions when we don't feel like they have any consequences. And that's what social media does. Um and it says so so that you may know how to answer everyone. And he's not talking. He's talking to the believers and and of the you know in Colossians here. But he's talking about outsiders. He's talking about unbelievers. Believers alike see what you post, see the how you're being mean to one another. They might be being mean to you, but the most important thing is unbelievers are seeing the same thing mm-hmm. from you. They're seeing the hypocrisy. They're seeing the pride. They're seeing the arrogance. Um, they're seeing all those things that that really turn us away from God. And they, they wonder, why would I want any part of that? Why would I want, why would I want anything to do with, with that when they either seem the same like me or, unfortunately, they seem worse than me? Yeah. They're way more mean than the than me as an unbeliever online than than I've ever been to anybody because that happens a lot. Um, so, so with that, you know, with the attitude changing, the distractions, our image, and just being straight up mean and nasty online, um, that's the reality. That is the true reality of what we allow social media to do to us. In this. These four things completely draw us completely away from God. Mm. We can't draw near to God. We can't get a deeper relationship with God. We can't allow Him to work in our lives when our attitude is negative, when we, we're letting distractions dictate our lives, when we're letting uh, social media change our image, uh, who we are supposed to be in Christ, and when it's just making us straight up mean and sinful. Um, we can't do what God wants us to do. We can't be the person God wants me to be when we're letting social media be everything in our life. And I would say this. If I were to look at, at Ben's social media, look at my social media, look at any of the listeners' social media, um, you can judge pretty quickly what a person either relies on, what a person thinks about, what a person loves, what a person acts like, just by their social media. I can... T- I can Unfortunately, for a believer, I can normally tell if a believer is a certain party, certain party politically, more than I can tell if they were an actual mm. believer. That's horrible. When our overall intent is to influence the world with Christ, but if I look on our social media, we don't see Christ at all. Yeah. We don't see people being encouraged. We don't, we don't really see even people staying in touch because we, the world tells us to push our opinions out to push what we think out, to push what we feel out, like we talked about last week. Um, and that can so easily draw people away from God. Yeah. Well, well Phil, we're going to move away, and we're going to talk about whether we should try to use social media or just stay away from it. Uh, but before 
uh, we do that, there was two specific social media sources that we talked about their original intent that we can now talk about some of their pitfalls. and that's Facebook and Tumblr. Tumblr, like I said, is yeah. probably the greatest example of a social media site gone awry from its mm-hmm. true purpose or its original intent. Uh, Tumblr, uh, quick blog publishing, you know, get a quick idea out there and to get feedback from others. Uh, last year, I think, they had to almost do a restructuring of the website because Tumblr had become this infestation of pornography. Mm-hmm. There was just like, you couldn't go on Tumblr for very long without stumbling on something uh, X-rated. Mm-hmm. And that's not good for a Christian. That's not good for anyone. But if you are like what we're talking about with that Christian intent, if you're going onto this website with that Christian intent, obviously that's not right. Yeah. Uh, the, the the other one was Facebook, and we talked about this a little bit with the way the site is built. Facebook is built in such a way that you are recommended and see uh, similar things. So if you go look up something on Facebook one or two times, you're going to start seeing similar things to that thing you looked up. So every once in a while, a crazy conspiracy theory or uh, something not good, a hate group, uh, will get put on Facebook and someone will click on it because it catches their eye. And before long, they're starting to get all these mm-hmm. crazy radicalized hate groups and conspiracy theories going on on their feed. And because people don't really understand and that's what's happening, they think everyone else is seeing that too. So it creates this kind of single-mindedness where... Mm-hmm. Uh, our thoughts kind of get altered without us realizing it. And it's kind of scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were the two big ones. But Phil, we're going to talk about should we stay away from social media or should we try to use it? Now, I am firmly planted in the stay away camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, where, where would you be? Or are you going to ride the fence? <laughs> <laughs> um, it just, like I said, um, it... I am more on the fence about it because there is good intent with it. So it can be used as a tool. Now, I will say this, and this is the overall point I even have for this, because we must know our temptation. Mm. We must know what draws us away from God, what leads us to sin, um, what completely puts a wedge in between us and God. Um, And if that is social media, and if you're looking at things you shouldn't, or if you're letting... Uh, social media influence your worth and your identity and those things that I mentioned about the reality, then it's better to flee from it. It's better to get rid of it. It's better to do away with it. Um, it's better to to sometimes even get rid of things that have it. Um, and I know maybe you'll talk about that a little bit too, but, but like I said, we must know our temptations. There are lots and lots of temptations on social media. Um, whether this is a sexual temptation, whether this is um, a prideful temptation, lots and lots of sins can be can happen from social media. Like I said, there's good intent. You can you can you have the ability to share the gospel with somebody you might not have the ability to. But I'll I'll reference Matthew eighteen eight with with uh, just knowing our temptations and what we should do. And, and Jesus here says. Matthew 18, 8 says, If your hand or your foot causes you to sin, cut it off 
and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than to have two hands and two feet and to be thrown into eternal fire. Now, what does that even mean? What does that even mean to us? Does this mean that I should cut my hand off if if that's the thing I'm using for social media? Do it. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) No, to relate this to what we're talking about, it is better for you to be out of the loop with social media than it is for for you to for it to cause you to sin, for it to cause you to to be thrown into the eternal fire, for it to to completely distort your relationship with God. It's better for you to just not know. If people come up and say, "Hey, did you see this thing on Facebook? You see this thing on Twitter?" It's better for you to if if this is the thing leading you down the road you shouldn't go to destruction. It's better for you to tell that person, "No, I don't I don't look at social media. I don't do that things because it's no good for me." Um so you have to really be able to know your temptations. Yeah. To know your limitations. Um, maybe you can only be on Facebook for five minutes. And, and I would say it's so weird because we're both young. So we, me and Ben, uh, we, it, it always sounds weird for me to say some of these things cause I always sound like a grandpa, um, <laughs> but it's, <laughs> it's always just better for you to if if it's just five minutes keep it at five minutes we don't need it we spend way too much time on social media all together from 90 year old to the 10 year old that shouldn't be on social media at all but there are we're talking about we're talking about six year olds that mm-hmm. had facebook accounts that's scary when we just when you just talked about some of the things that that happen on facebook tumblr twitter all those different things you can stumble upon things that no believer should ever see. Um, absolutely detestable things, sinful things. So you have to know if if you're if you say I can only be on for five minutes and that's to chat with my grandma who lives in a different state or or to to do what our intent is, then that's what you do. Um, but you don't. We don't have to be on Facebook every second of our lives looking at this news article, looking at this um, political view, looking at this funny video. Those things are can be good. They can be cool to look at, whatever, but they can also be horrible. Um, it all depends on your relationship between you and God. But I'll let you, uh, Ben, kind of focus maybe on a whole different look at it. Yeah, well... Uh, the first thing of Phil, like what you were mentioning with uh, cutting off your hand and that stuff, I'll talk about that more to a point. But what what you, with what you were referencing, so something that happened to me recently, I think within the last month or maybe two, mm-hmm. is I got rid of my smartphone. I I purposefully downgraded back to a flip phone, and there was a a lot of different things um, pushing that decision. Part of it was, and uh, Michael, if you're listening, I don't know if this is breaking the rules because you're not technically supposed to talk about Fight Club, Mm. but (laughs) there is uh, a, uh, I don't know what the right word would be, an organization, a movement called Fight Club, and it's uh, basically for Christian guys, and I think there is a female equivalent, Uh, and it is a eight, I think eight week long uh, 
journey where where you and this group of guys basically go through challenges to better increase your physical health, your spiritual health, and your relational health. Um, that's it, because I don't want to break the rules. But basically, one of the challenges was give up something that's holding you back. And I knew as soon as I saw that challenge, I need to get rid of my smartphone because I spent too much time on it. I spent mm-hmm. too much time playing games on Facebook, on Twitter. I spend too much time looking at things I shouldn't be looking at. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I struggled with pornography. Mm-hmm. And having a smartphone is something where you can look at what you want to look at, where you, when you want to look at it, wherever you want to look at it. Yeah. And that's just the reality of it. There's no way to lessen that temptation. There are things that you can do to make it harder for yourself. But ultimately, the greatest way to remove that distraction is to remove the smartphone. Mm-hmm. So I downgraded back to a flip phone. And guess what? The world didn't end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the worst thing about it is that my wife gets mad that I can't capitalize text messages <laughs> um, because the flip phone's too hard to smoothly capitalize and keep mm-hmm. going. Um, so, Phil, I won't get on a high horse and talk a long time, but I have four points about why I believe you should stay away from social media. And maybe this will encourage us to get away from social media because we both are still on it. So don't feel like we're trying to... Uh, force you to do anything you don't want to do listener mm-hmm. but uh, four points the first one is controlling the tongue and being an example a lot of these we already talked about so there's this thing and I don't know if everyone calls it this but I call it screen confidence and it's just the idea that you're so much more willing to say something on a screen behind a screen on Facebook on social media mm-hmm. than you would uh, off of it and it's like what you were saying. Oftentimes it's mean things or it's crude things. Mm-hmm. And it causes fights and it causes anger and hatred. And it makes it so much harder to control the tongue, which is what we're called to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't read the whole verse, but uh, James chapter 3, verses 7 through 12, talks about taming the tongue. How it is an, how it is an impossible endeavor for man to control the tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, point number one. And point number two, a wandering eyes and lust. Like what I talked about. The pornography is not something that most people are immune to. The temptation of pornography is not something that most people are mm-hmm. immune to. And uh, Facebook... And I'm so sorry, Facebook, if you're listening to this, because <laughs> you're the king of social media. So we're gonna we've been saying Facebook a lot. Social media uh, is a great way, and when I say great, I mean bad. But it is a great way to go see what your ex is up to, or go see what that high school crush is up to, who you never had the guts to talk about. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You got screen confidence. So maybe you'll have the guts to send them a message when maybe you shouldn't because you're in a dedicated relationship or maybe you're in a dedicated marriage Mm -hmm. it's so easy to get that wandering eye someone posts a photo of them on the beach in a swimsuit and you look at it a little bit longer than what you should Mm. like it just makes it too easy and and that's might be oversimplified but it's just the truth of the matter Mm -hmm. if 
your right eye causes you to sin. This is Matthew 5, 27. <laughs> Jesus says this twice yeah. in totally separate places in Matthew. Mm-hmm. That means it's important. If your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out and throw it away because it's better for you not to have it mm-hmm. uh, than for your whole body to go into hell. Like, that's bold. And Jesus means it, too. Maybe not directly the eye thing, but, you know, mm-hmm. he's saying it because he means it. Point number three. Becoming all things to all people. This is kind of a minor point about, again, the construction of a lot of these websites. Our Christian intent on social media is to, in part, to spread the gospel. But the way that most social media sites are built are like what we talked about before with that algorithm. We're going to see the same things that we always see over and over again because that's what keeps us engaged we it is very hard to fight the programming of a social media website Uh, and that means it's very hard to go out and become all things to all people because we are just fed our own point of view over and over and over and over and over (laughs) so that's just a quick point uh point four is maybe a summary of all those other points. And I don't know if we've talked about this or not, but this is an idea that Phil and I both uh, really like. And that's the idea of the conscience being seared. So Paul talks about, in Timothy and in Romans, and maybe a couple other places, mm-hmm. uh, this, this concept that uh, the mind of Gentiles, the mind of sinners, the mind of unbelievers oftentimes gets seared by a life of sin and that means that they become immune to knowing when something that they're doing is bad or harmful or sinful and that happens to christians too we become desensitized and and anything can desensitize you but social media is such a powerful force in our lives that it has the ability to do it very very quickly so our conscience gets seared. We become less sensitive to sin and we become more prone to fall into temptation. And that it just creates an echo chamber of mm. feedback loop where we keep doing the same things. And it's better just to remove ourselves from the equation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But Phil, I love what you said. If this is not something that you deal with, this is not an issue that you are dealing with, enjoy social media. That's not what we're not trying to be the what blankets. <laughs> um, but that's my soapbox. Sorry, I got on it for a little bit too long. Let me know what you think. Send us an email. <laughs> uh, Phil, do you have any final comments before we finish up the episode? So, like we were talking about, we become a whole new person, a whole different person online than we are in reality, than we are in the world, and than we are in our churches. And... and I think a lot of times we either we either forget who we are in Christ or we forget um, that God knows exactly what you're typing. He he's not <laughs> immune to to social media or, or knowing what you're doing. Um, he knows the, our thoughts. He knows what's in our heart. Um, he knows our actions. He knows everything about us. Um, so so why would we go about sinning online if we were still afraid to do it in reality? We should always be afraid to sin uh, regardless because it's it's not good for us. Um, it's not good for our relationship with God. 
but uh, many times we, we feel like for some reason there's zero consequences um, when we do it online or like for some reason God doesn't see it and it just it's there and it's gone for some reason but actually the internet and social media makes it where it's really never gone um, and it's always there um, and you always hear the saying, you know, once it's out on the internet, it's out there forever. <laughs> the cloud. Um, <laughs> the cloud, yeah. But but for my final thought, we, just for something simple, but I think it is one of the more powerful things when we're talking about this and talking about just about any conduct we have in this world. We are God's ambassadors in person and online. And we should never, ever forget who we represent. And we don't represent our family we don't honestly represent our friends we don't even hardly represent ourselves um we represent christ because christ is in us so i would say just remember that um but also with this if, if you're a person that maybe struggles a little bit doesn't know if you can give it up um doesn't know you know how long you should be on all those different questions that you might have with social media i would remember this passage and it's our weekly verse psalms 139 23 and 24 which says search me god and know my heart test me and know my anxious thoughts see if there's any offense offensive way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting all right for my final thoughts i would say like uh, what you were saying, Phil, set screen time limits mm-hmm. uh, and stick to them. You know yourself best, so you know when you've been on too long. So whether that's five minutes, whether that's 10 or 15 minutes, set yourself a time limit. And after that, be done with it for the day or for whatever. Make a deal with yourself, stick to it. That's a healthy thing to do. But other than that, Phil said our weekly verse. So that means that we are concluding this week's episode of Kingdom Faith. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to leave us a comment or a request for an episode, send us an email at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.